Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. My name is Nate, and with me, as always, is Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, man? Formerly known in the live group as a total package, so you're welcome. Your normal name is Status Chuck. No, it's not. I'm the total package, and uh, you know I am off the market. I have a, a beautiful girlfriend whom I love dearly, so... Sorry to all you ladies out there. Good men out there do exist, except usually they're taken. And I'm happily, I'm happily taken. I think most of the good men, there's a lot of good ones available, actually, because girls typically don't like good guys. Especially not, I mean, if you're like, if, I mean, listen, maybe I'm. Well, you got to have some gall. You got to be, to be the total package. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to be. You have it. You have to have it all. And you got to take the bad with the good. Yeah. You know, for sure. Look, this isn't my own words. These are the words of the lovely live group, which you can get in by going to patreon.com slash good morning liberty. Get in there and tell me how good I am. Yeah. Everyone come see how good I look. And <laughs> the bonus is that I'll be here too. Yeah. Most of the time you're there. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So you can. And I'm obviously a lot better looking. So, but we all, you know, we try to make Charlie feel good. Right. Exactly. That's, that's so. what it is on here. Yeah, so it's Dumb Bleep of the Week, by the way. This is our weekly installment of the dumbest crap I saw on the internet this week. We didn't do it last week because we Which were is a plethora doing something else. Of, there's a plethora of that. Oh, it's tough. Yes. It really is tough. And so throughout the week, I find news stories or I see tweets and I'll, I email them to myself and I put in the subject line, dumb. And then on Fridays, <laughs> I search in my inbox, dumb. And then I pick up all the stuff that I had tagged all week with that word and it's way too much to actually put in the episode. I cut out a few things. We've got a few things to it. We got to talk about uh, face masks real quick because we have a couple listeners email in um, that sent us some information on the mask. You know, we did a, an episode, a couple episodes. Go back and listen to it if you didn't already called the Great Face Mask Debate where we talked about face masks and obviously we do not want them to be mandatory. No. Uh, my general thesis on it was if... It is, in fact, statistically better for the society that more people wear face masks than my hope would be that libertarians would wear face masks because we need to prove that we will do things that are better for society without the government forcing us to do that. That's my general idea now. Well, and to make clear, because it seems as though as if you suggest something, yeah, that you want it to be you know, mandated by the state. Yeah, I to don't be want clear, that. I don't. Yeah, there's no I don't even want other people to force you to wear a mask. All I'm saying, all I have said is that it is something that's very simple that does scientifically the reduce the spread. Possibly. Yeah. We're going to well, talk well, about look, this. It doesn't it's not a guarantee. Yeah, it's definitely not a guarantee. I mean, you can still smell farts through your mask. So obviously there, there's stuff getting through there, stuff getting through there. Yeah. So it's not a guarantee, but it does limit the amount of it, of exposure that someone who is infected will give to those around them. So, yeah, it, it does seem like it. Now there's all kinds of nuances about this because as I was talking to, to Lacey about this last night there, I, I do believe now statistically, and we'll talk about this here in just a second, statistically you you'll reduce some of the spread, but then there's other backside problems with this because if, in the act of wearing face masks, everyone forgets all of their other responsibilities that they need to have, like don't 
touch your face, you know, maybe wash your hands, wear your mask properly. You know, don't don't take your mask down so you can talk to someone. Right. Because that's literally when you need to be wearing the mask, Mm -hmm. you know, doing a lot of dumb stuff like that, that there could be on the back end, similar to the whole economic situation we're seeing with coronavirus, where we talk about killing the economy could actually hurt more people than coronavirus. And I think the statistics are going to show that easily a few years from now when we have those. Well, we were just a bunch of haters talking about yeah, that though. Yeah. Man. I mean, so the problem we were is just a bunch of virus deniers there. It could be true that masks will decrease the spread scientifically between people. But if the entire population is wearing them and they're not doing it properly and they have a false sense of security and they do all kinds of other things because they think, Oh, well, it's fine. I'm wearing a mask. Then you could actually have, a lot worse situation. So well, I mean that that's true of anything though. If you don't take your prescriptions properly, you could die as well. I mean it's that's the, true that's true of just about anything. There's always going to be let's say a percentage of the population and I'm not going to say that they're dumb or anything, but there's going to be a percentage of the population mm-hmm. that doesn't understand how to follow instructions. Well, it's, it's just the, it's the or idea they refuse to follow them properly. The idea that putting seatbelts in cars could have led to more deaths in auto accidents, Possibly. which is a yep. which is an idea that is that is widely held because people drive um, more dangerously. They'll drive faster. They won't pay as much attention. All kinds of stuff like that. That having airbags and having seatbelts can actually cause more people to have accidents. Now the people who get in the accidents will be safer in that accident when it happens. But then you have to ask, would the accident have ever happened if everyone were driving around thinking I've got to be insanely careful right now, because if I have an accident, I'm going to die. That's true. You know, so if that's it's what hard you're to driving quanti- around, it's doing, hard to quantify. You that. can't really quantify it because you're dealing with unseen. You're dealing with I things you that aren't happening. Accident numbers per, you know, <clears throat> how many cars were on the road at specific time periods back before seatbelts were mandated and now that they are. Yeah. I mean, you can look at data and say, well, when there's accidents and people are wearing seatbelts versus when there's accidents and people aren't wearing seatbelts and say, well, seatbelts make cars safer, but it's really hard to look at the data and say, have there actually been more accidents or are there a lot of people that have died because they had this safety net, uh, literally a safety (laughs) belt on them while they were driving. So anyway, this has, I mean, Wes says the faster you drive, the less time you're on the road to have a wreck. So you got to weigh that too. Yeah. That's a, that's a, uh, you know, that's an argument that I lived by when I was in high school. That's a pertinent point there. That stupid Mustang really did. I mean, it, it wouldn't go over 115. They put that Galdern, that Galdern computer stops it from going any faster. I think we got my truck to like 140, 150, yeah. didn't we? We were just, you want to test that it, you know. Not a good idea. That was just on the test drive before you bought it. You want to make <laughs> right. sure it works really well, you know. So anyway, this uh, just, re- hey guys, by the way, this is the Good Morning Liberty podcast. If you have not subscribed, then smash that subscribe button <laughs> that was as hard as you, you possibly broke the desk. can. Don't break your phone. If you do, it's not our fault. Hit that subscribe button. Hit follow. We got a brand new episode every single day of the week when we want to. So you want to be there for that. Okay. So anyway. What's our subscription rate, Nate? People always ask. Well, if you're telling people to subscribe, what's the rate? 96% still. Hot damn. Right there at 96%. So don't be part of that whore 4%. Yeah. Don't it's, be down there with those lowly people. You want to be up at the top. Honestly, that's a really high rate because 4%, uh, way more than 4% of the country are idiots. And uh, we've actually, 
we've got a lot of the smart people that come to the podcast. And so we're yeah. seeing a lot higher rates of smart decisions. And most people seem to be against death. And so if you're against death, you hit that subscribe button. Yes. Yeah. That's because yeah. that, that is good. Ultimately what we believe in here, if there could be anything more, uh, in fact, it's on our, it's on our, our board of directors. That's like one of our values, <laughs> our board of directors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah one of our values is uh, as a, Company podcasts, uh, everything, how we live our lives, we're against death. It's one of the one of the virtues and values that we portray. Exactly. On, yeah, go look it up. So this is from the Association <laughs> of American Physicians and Surgeons. That sounds like a very serious organization. I looked over the website. It it is the real website. This is the actual website for the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. So um, they have a study on masks and. There's going to be a little bit of data in here. Just pay it. We'll, we'll get around to the point. So just remember that particles of viruses, they're microscopic, obviously. Um, the, the particle for COVID-19 is 0.125 micrometers. Now, that's, that's really small. Okay, 0.125. For, uh, for you can't see it with a naked eye or a clothed eye. As an example, I believe a human hair, if you lay it down, the width of a human hair is 150 micrometers the width of a human hair so a particle of coronavirus is 0.125 micrometers very small very small stuff so anyway so that's when when you're thinking about oh well if i stretch this this crappy sweatshirt over my face when i go in here am i actually doing anything at all like if you can look through and see light and stuff coming through you're not really stopping it i mean statistically you might be stopping a little bit just just a little bit but if you're sick you know putting a shirt over your face as we'll talk about in the study doesn't do anything really really at all so it says the virus is transmitted through respiratory droplets produced when an infected person coughs sneezes or talks larger respiratory droplets remain in the air for only a short time and travel only short distances and they fall to the ground quickly so that's mainly the way that this thing is transferred is between droplets in the air there's actually it's it's not very much off of surfaces. It's it's mainly people coughing and and spreading it. I believe it lives on surfaces for a short time, but that's not really where most people are getting it. So. Which logically, you know, and I haven't read all of this, but so even if you're wearing a shirt, the larger you reduce the chance of the larger rep respiratory yeah. droplets from traveling any sort of distance yeah i mean so when you're in close proximity to people it definitely reduces the amount of viruses that you could ingest not all of them statistically some of it will hit the shirt so you will reduce some of it yeah but then the problem is if you think that you are doing the same thing as wearing an n95 mask because you have a shirt over your mouth and you can just go do whatever which still n95 is doesn't doesn't prohibit it doesn't do everything. No, no. We'll, we'll go over that here in a minute. But but anyway, it's the the P100s is 100%. Just so you know, the N95 filtering face piece, face piece respirators are constructed from electret, which is has a, a quasi electric charge, which actually attracts particles when they go through it. Hmm. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool stuff. So anyway, uh, an N95 property fit, properly fitted will block 95% of tiny air particles down to 0.3 from reaching the wearer's face. Now, this is for protecting you if you're if you are wearing the mask. But even some of those have problems. The, uh, the there's the exhalation valve for easier breathing and uh, less moisture inside the mask. So obviously stuff gets through there. 
Surgical masks are designed to protect patients from a surgeon's respiratory droplets. They're not effective at blocking particles smaller than 100 micrometers. Smaller than 100. Remember, the, the COVID particles are 0.125, just so we know. Uh, so the filter efficiency was measured across a wide range of small particle sizes. The N95 respirators had efficiencies greater than 95%. I wonder how they got that number. <laughs> T-shirts had a 10% efficiency. Scarves were between 10 and 20%. Cloth masks were between 10 and 30%. Sweatshirts were between 20 and 40 And towels were 40%. So I, I think uh, besides an N95, a towel wrapped around your face is actually one of the best things that you can do, which is... Semi-surprising, I would say, but anyway. Make masks out of towels. Yeah. Um, all of the cloth, masks, and materials had near zero efficiency at 0.3, a particle size that easily penetrates into the lungs. And the remember, that's at 0.3, and the COVID particles are less than half the size of that, just so we know. Another study evaluated 44 masks, respirators, and other materials with similar methods. Uh, N95 was greater than 95. Medical masks were 55%. General masks were 38%. Handkerchiefs, one layer, were 2%. And uh, so so anyway, it's, it says surgical masks are better than cloth, but not very efficient at preventing emissions from infected patients. Um, cloth masks will be ineffective at preventing SARS-CoV-2 transmission, whether worn as source control or a personal protective equipment. Um, so their conclusion here at the end of it, that was part of the conclusion that N95 masks are pretty good. They, they stop a lot of it. Surgical masks are better, uh, than cloth masks, but not as good as 95 and cloth masks are basically ineffective. And then they say that masks may confuse that message and give people a false sense of security. This is, this is what it actually ends with. It says, penetration of cloth mass by particles was 97% and medical mass at 40, 44%. So the, uh, in the N95, penetration was 0.1%. So anyway, the, uh, the problems here, the moisture retention, reuse of cloth mass, and poor filtration may result in increased risk of infection. This has to do with the cloth masks, those really trendy cloth masks that you can buy all over the place now. In fact, I just bought a set of them at Target. It says that those that those can actually result in an increased risk of infection because of the moisture retention they have and the reuse of the mask. So I was talking to my wife about that last time. I was like, how often do you, you put your mask out when you go out in public and then you just take the thing off and you know you throw it around your purse and stuff like that and you just put it back on and you just take it off and you're wearing it around, all kinds of stuff like that. So the thing could just be carrying stuff around all the time. And uh, so, so that's not good. So anyway, that is, uh, that's the whole thing. Um, I've got one email here real quick from someone. I said I would read. So that, that article was sent by Alec. And thank you, Alec, for, for sending that over. We appreciate that. And then Johnny sent one over. Um, he was talking about the great face mask debate, which we asked for information on whether or not the face masks were in fact good. Because remember, our idea on this is... If it is true that overall it will be safer for the population to wear masks, then I hope that libertarians would voluntarily wear masks. Now, if it is false and masks actually lead to more transmission or more, you know, more infection or whatever, or more death overall over a long period of time, then I, I wouldn't want people to wear masks. That's basically where I am. Our only point on the face mask thing was that don't let your reason for not wearing the mask be that since the government told you you had to wear it, you're going to refuse to wear it. 
make your <clears throat> your reason based on some type of science, some type of data, and not just I'm going to show them. Because if it does in fact reduce spread between people and it is safer overall, I mean, you don't. There's no reason to have that type of what I would call immature attitude. Uh, just sticking it to the government, mm -hmm. you know, have a reason behind it, have some kind of logic, have some kind of rationality, scientific reasoning, because this is a scientific problem <clears throat> as to whether or not you're going to, uh, as to whether or not you're going to wear it. Uh, so Johnny sent over a bunch of articles also, and it was kind of the, the, you know, kind of the same thing. And he mentioned that the, the coronavirus pandemic could kill more people than hunger than the disease itself. He sent some articles over about that, which is, yeah, something that we've been talking about. Um, sent over some stuff about Sweden. So I'm going to be going over a little bit more of this and, and going, he sent, I mean, thank you, Johnny, for sending this stuff over. He sent over like uh, six or seven articles in this email. So a lot of stuff to go through. So just so you guys know, I do read the emails. Sometimes I'm late at reading them, but you can send me an email, Nate at Good Morning Liberty especially if you think that there is a counterpoint because I'm always open. I, we hold the views we have because we think that they are the best thing for the, for the most amount of people. And if for some reason there is a counterpoint where that might not be the case, then I want to know about it. So that's, that's really, that's really all I have to say about that. So Charlie, do you, how do you feel on that? Are you good? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I, you know, I, I stand by what I, what I said. Um, it's you clear. Would. Well, I'm not it. My position remains the same um, that if you are wearing a mask and clearly a cloth mask is going to be the worst, a handkerchief is going to be the worst yeah. um, at it. But, you know, a general mask or a medical mask with 38 to 55 percent efficiency, <clears throat> uh, that's still a reduction. <clears throat> uh, now, as you said, it can lead to more infections because people can become careless because they're wearing a mask. Just because you're wearing a mask does not negate your responsibility to wash your hands and not purposefully mm -hmm. infect people or anything like that. You know, yeah. I was watching videos of this personal update, um, which I believe the person got wrong because they said that they were, you know, refused service at the emergency room. Her husband has um, the coronavirus and <clears throat> they were refused service at the emergency room until she made a stink about seeing a doctor, which is illegal, by the way. If you yeah, go you to can't the do that. Yeah, if you go to the emergency room, you have to be <clears throat> seen by a provider uh, <laughs> it, it, before you are discharged. They can't just refuse you any type of service. That's actually illegal. She's claimed that that happened. But anyway, I was watching, and you know, the the the, the husband who's been diagnosed with COVID nineteen was wearing a mask, uh, but then he would pull it down to talk and cough while the mask was pulled down. It's, it's like that's not going to do yeah. anything. You know, so like just because you have it around your ears doesn't mean that it's going to do anything. Now, you know, the masks that we wear are medical masks and we have N95s. So the efficiencies that, that we wear, um, are we have that 55% and above range of efficiency. Yeah. And I think something like that um, does help reduce it. And it's not those you can get almost anywhere, at least around Nashville, especially if you go. Um, into a building that requires masks, they are handing out medical masks. Are they? So, yeah. Huh. So, yeah. So like, um, well, for instance, we had something at Vanderbilt the other day and uh, we, uh, we parked and we actually forgot our masks in the car and we were running late. But we knew at the entrance they would have medical masks for us. Well, at the hospital they had masks. I haven't yeah. seen any businesses that were um, handing out at masks. At Kroger, I was there the other night 
uh, it's in Davidson County because Davidson County requires it, and they had masks really? there okay. yeah, at Kroger. Um, I don't know what it's like everywhere else. Obviously, major cities are probably going to be better at that than than rural towns, although there there's not much of a chance of spread in a rural town because you have about 50 acres between each house. So you're social distancing pretty well. But here's the thing is that what I've said from the very beginning is that you should pay attention and you should take the personal responsibility to do as much as you possibly can to help humans out, to help the people that you care about out, which should be all of humanity because you care about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning because you care about those things. You should take it upon yourself and have the personal responsibility to do what you can to prevent unnecessary harm to other people. Um, and in that, I don't think wearing a mask is much of a burden on the flip side of that. I don't think the state should mandate it. And if you don't want to wear a mask or if you feel like it causes more harm than good, then that's your personal freedom to do. Yeah. And I have no objection to that. Just as for me, I still stand by. I think wearing a mask when you're in public is better. Yeah. As long as you don't transfer that to the idea that you can do whatever you want. Exactly. You still dangerous have, all the time. Right. You still have to take yeah. the personal responsibility that just because you're wearing a mask doesn't mean you can walk up to somebody's face and cough in it. It's probably best to have a disposable yeah. mask that you can switch out also and right. not just wear the same one over and over again all the and time. When you sneeze, you should still sneeze into your your arm. Even with the mask? Even with the mask? Yes. Even you can't with the just mask. like... Sneeze or cough right into someone's face with the mouth. No. Then why are we doing this? You know, <laughs> what's this all for? You well, know? well, it's to prevent as many <laughs> particles as you possibly right. can from escaping. All right. So we got to move on. So, this. Hey, fight me on that. If you want to send an email, Nate at goodmorningliberty.us. <laughs> okay. So this is the dumb bleep of the week. In just a few seconds, we'll be running down our list of what the dumbest bleep was this week. We'll be talking about how the Ohio Democratic Party received a $334,000 PPP loan. The what? The Ohio Democratic Party. <laughs> I don't even know how it's legal. We'll be talking about that here in a second. Wow. The Atlantic has a ridiculous argument that the that cash payments actually reduce your fear in your life and that that's the best way to do it, of course, except for the fear of losing the cash payment, <laughs> which you wouldn't <laughs> which you wouldn't want to think about. Bernie Sanders made it on the list because of course evicting people for not paying their rent has got to be banned. And uh, Robert Reich wanted to go ahead and let us know how terrible Ayn Rand was this week. Mm -hmm. And so we've obviously got to talk about that. Of course, Bill de Blasio out there talking about how they, they've banned all large events in New York, except for Black Lives Matter protests. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> he said it. All large events, concerts, everything, any kind of large gathering, it's banned in New York, except for protests. Uh, which, which obviously there's, there's just no science behind that whatsoever. And that is, that is the problem is that mm -hmm. it's just political. There's no science behind that at all. So we got to tell you guys about one of our first sponsors here. We we've had a few before, but, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this one. When they hit us up about doing an ad, I checked them out. I, I hadn't used them before. I checked them out and I was actually very excited about it. I told my wife about it. I was like, we get to do an ad for something called better help. Do you know what that is? And she was like, oh, it's like an online counseling thing. And that's, so that's like really, really close to me. And we'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute. But guys, if, if, if for some, if there's something 
interfering with uh, with your life, with your happiness, with your ability to find meaning, you know, there's always there's always some kind of an answer. Like it's not just the answer can't be that there's that it's always going to be terrible, that there's no solution to any problem, and that you're just going to be depressed or anxious or or whatever it is. Like there there are people that you can talk to about this kind of stuff, and there are steps you can take in your life. And one of those things would be going to BetterHelp.com slash GML to check that out. So you definitely want to go do that. So if there's if for some reason you're not making it wherever you want to be, I went through an issue with this for a long time. And, uh, I, you know, I was playing music for a long time and that quit. And that was very difficult because I was just a, for the, for my whole life, I was just a musician and I was going to travel and I was going to tour and I was going to be playing music forever. And then all of a sudden it just stopped and, and it was, and it was done. And that was very difficult. I compared it. It's not the same thing, but I compared it to like a soldier, you know, when they get home and they're not around their friends, their brothers anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, I lived in a vehicle with like the same five people for years. I and mean, when you share the something the size of an RV with a lot of people for several years and then all of a sudden you just don't ever you don't ever see them at all. It's really weird. Like you become accustomed to that and I went through a stage where I you know, I've always been really anxious. I I was I was really sad about not playing music anymore and and um you know, I went to talk to someone because I had an issue with uh with alcohol. For sure. I've talked about that before. I haven't drank in over 2 years now. And actually the last time I drank, um, I went and I talked to someone about it, and uh, I, I talked to a to a therapist, and literally he said two things that that completely changed my life and have always stuck with me the whole time. He told me the scientific part about why drinking makes you feel good and why continuing to drink makes you continue to feel better because your body only releases all those endorphins and all the good stuff while you're getting drunker, while your alcohol level is going up you release all those good chemicals that feel good. So and you when, want to keep going. And when it stops going up, your your body stops releasing those chemicals. And so that's why you want to keep going. And so when he told me that, that worked really well for my brain because I was like, this thing has planted a darn trick on me the right devil. now. It's a devil it's trick. devil's planted a devil trick on me. And then, you know, I've always had issues with self-confidence and all that. And I was like, oh, when I'm in a room, even when I'm in my... We go to church group with Charlie. I told him about this, and I was like, "I don't, I don't think anyone there likes me, and I feel like they're all, you know, they're they're just thinking about how stupid the stuff I'm saying is, or or whatever it is." And he was he was like, he was like, "Well, you know, Nate, they're probably actually not thinking about you at all." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and that was one of the most important things that that anyone has ever said to me. And uh, that was just in my first session with this guy because I was like, "Well, he was like, what do you think they're thinking?" I was like, "Well, they probably think that I'm." you know, that I, that I talk weird or that I'm doing this. And, and he was like, so you, you think that the whole group is sitting there just thinking about you like the whole time. (laughs) And I was like, how conceited of you. Yeah, I was like, this does, this actually kind of, this doesn't really make any sense (laughs) now that you say it like that. So, so anyway, I think one of the things that we can learn um, or, or as we continue to learn is that mental health is one of the most important aspects of your health that you should take care of, honestly. And I think it's much harder if you look at the, at the statistics for men to get some counseling. Because there's help. a stig- there's a there's stigma, a stigma about yeah. it. Yes. And, you know, the cool thing about BetterHelp.com is that as you know, we're in this age of online anyway, and it's much easier to be able to just have someone to talk to 
about things that you can trust them with literally anything. There is a an obligate there is an obligation for secrecy, if you will. There are a few exceptions, by the way. You can't admit crimes and things like that. Yeah. But but <clears throat> you can literally tell them your deepest darkest secrets and that kind of of communication with another human being and to be able to bounce things off of that person brings you a sense of understanding that you're not alone. Yeah. And because a lot of times you can feel alone. I, I have a therapist that I see regularly, although it's been a month, so I need to call him, yeah. but, but I see him regularly I because wrong, yeah. <laughs> but, but you do, it, 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 it brings you uh, so much. It grounds you so much to be able to have a counselor or a therapist like that. So guys, I'm telling you from personal experience, there is no better place to go online. Uh, and it's, it's affordable. It's not expensive. A lot of them, I think even take insurance. Yes. Um, so it's affordable. It's not expensive. So go to better help. That's better H E L P not health. It's help better slash GML. So the really, you can get a 10% discount. The really cool part about it is that you can actually go on. There's an app. You can go on there. You fill out just a few questions. You get matched with a licensed professional therapist that's going to be able to help you. And you can actually start talking to someone with within a day, which is really cool. Uh, you know, it's not just like a self-help. It's not a, you know, this is not a... A, a life coach, a goals coach or anything. This is actual counseling, you know, and you can send a message to your counselor anytime. And uh, you never got to go to a waiting room. You don't got to go into the office. You can just go onto the app on the website. You can go to betterhelp.com slash GML. So it's a lot more affordable than any of your other, you know, going to account. Good Lord, that was one of the worst parts. That's one of the, that's why I, I couldn't go all the time is because it was so freaking expensive. And you got to so hop expensive. in your car. Yeah, Drive and then there. you're like anxious about being in your car, and you're like, "Well, do I wear the seatbelt? I heard on GML, I don't know if that's a good idea, you know." But now I'm driving, and I don't know if I'm interested in wearing the seatbelt, so I don't really know. But now I think I might need to. So you take so off, you have to take off work, and yeah. you're wondering if your boss is mad at you or anything like that. So they got they got people literally they can help with everything: depression, stress, anxiety, your relationship, sleeping. I need that. I've got narcolepsy, so I've got to talk to someone about my sleeping habits, you know. And you know, I've got to be heavily medicated. I'm on a strict regiment of this whole massive bag of pills I have to take legally all the time. And so, and that I only found because I was talking to someone and I was like, Hey, I've got this stuff going on. He's like, Nate, I think you have narcolepsy. And I was like, what? And I just passed out. <laughs> no, I didn't, How bad I didn't, is it? <laughs> didn't do that. So any guys, it's convenient, professional, affordable. You can uh, go to their website and see all the testimonial testimonials on there. It is not a crisis line, just so you know. So if you need help, you immediately that's you do not get on the BetterHelp app. You you call a crisis line for that. All right. So, in fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all fifty states. So if you are a counselor and you have you know been put out of work and you're looking for counselors, you can go over the BetterHelp. And, uh, you know, if you're good, they'll probably consider you for sure. So you got to go to betterhelp.com slash GML. You'll get 10% off your first month. So go that. Join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that is betterhelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash GML for Good Morning Liberty. That was so, a hell of an ad, man. It's just an important one. It is I've very important, I've been thinking about actually. this one for a while. When they hit us up for doing this ad, I was like, well, I'm so pumped that this is the first one that we got to read because 
this is so important. Well, even part of the podcast, it's important. And part of personal responsibility and what we believe in is taking responsibility for your mental health, because man, what drives all of your actions and your decisions and everything like that? It comes from your mental state. And so taking care of yourself in the mental aspect is so vital to personal responsibility and to uh, liberty in life as we know it. And, and we, no one ever, we don't focus on that enough. I mean, my God, and I'm not saying people out there that listen to the show are going to be the next shooter, but look at all of the shooters out there. They all needed help. They all needed help. Yeah. Yeah. And they needed a better help. They did. So yeah, betterhelp.com. This is is outside of the ad, by the way. It is is completely. This is part of the podcast. This is ad libbed. I'm just saying that, that it is so important. Mental health is so important and it's not talked about enough. And especially I don't think it's talked about enough among men. And I think there's a stigma around it. So as men, we should take their personal responsibility to help other men get the help that they need. Yeah. And, and Nate and I both, uh, have have been and do regularly go and talk to therapists and counselors and there's nothing wrong with it not we're, we're here to tell you there's nothing wrong with it n- no not so. that there's anything wrong with that at all so anyway as we stated before this is the dumb bleep of the week and we have a hard stop today at 12 30 and i mean hard the stop is for yes. sure so we got to run but we also got to do all of these topics service as well. We have 20 minutes. The Ohio Democratic Party received a $334,000 loan from the PPP coronavirus mm. relief. Now this was this is insane. I posted on our page last night. How is this even legal? I I don't even know how it's legal at all for a political party to receive stimulus money. It's a private from entity. The government the the Political organizations are running. Uh, it's crazy. So anyway, it's a private entity, man. Like the the Ayn Rand Institute, you know. Do they pay taxes? I don't know. I, no, I well, don't think I, so. Okay, so that still goes on my thing right there. Like if you, but does Ayn uh, Rand pay taxes? I don't think so. They're nonprofit. Well, no, no, they don't at all. Yeah, no. So, so it, it is whatever. It's just when you're in a political party, this is just ironic. You're literally part of a political party that is going to be putting together people that will be voting on things like giving you this money. Mm-hmm. Like that's where I have the issue with it. You know. Uh, so if it's and in if fact, it's, this money could be going to uh, Democrat candidates in Ohio that are running for office. I know. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. of course it is. So yeah, right. the Ohio Democratic Party received a forgivable loan from a federal program designed to help businesses weather the economic fallout from the economic shutdown that was favored heavily by the Democrats. A that's not in the article. I said that part right there. <laughs> a US Small Business Administration approved the the US SBA approved the loan, which a campaign finance report showed totaled $333,000. That's pretty good. It'll make you holla. Federal data released Monday show only that the party worked through First Merchants Bank for the loan and that it was approved April 30th for between $150,000 and $350,000. The party's state candidate fund shows that it received the $333,000 from a small business administration from the SBA on May 6th. It does not know how many jobs were to be retained, but the Ohio Democratic Party, ODP, spokeswoman Kristen Alvinatakis, Alvin, Alvinatakis, mm-hmm. said it was 20. That's how many jobs were to be retained. So 20 people. 
The purpose of the PPP is to help organizations cover payroll and benefits, and that's precisely what it has been used for, to ensure our entire team continue to work and earn a paycheck to retain their health coverage during an unprecedented public health crisis. Vis-a-vis an economic shutdown. (laughs) In May, the party criticized the program in a tweet for shutting out small businesses while providing relief to publicly traded companies. They said, with so many small businesses shut out from receiving PPP loans, while nearly 300 publicly traded companies received more than $1 billion from the program, local governments across Ohio are stepping up to help small businesses, which are often the center of their communities, the party wrote in a tweet. Just so you know, the ORP, the Ohio Republican Party, did not receive a loan from the federal program. The state's GOP executive director, Rob Sakur, wrote in a tweet that Democrats sought a handout when faced with financial crisis, while his party preserved or uh, persevered through hard work and determination and bootstraps. That's how they were able to make it. So they said, we did not need to apply for these funds under the leadership of Chairman Timken. Our financial situation is strong and we were never at risk of not making payroll. Strong as I've ever seen. Yeah. So, so any, anyway, if it's legal, then then whatever. We did defend the Ayn Rand Institute for taking the money. There's just there seems to be a little bit of a conflict of interest aspect to this, which we've got all over the economy all the time. We're in a crony capitalist society where mm-hmm. people who want money can lobby the government to do certain things, and then they get that money back. So that that's really the problem. This is a very crony situation right here, whereas. The Ayn Rand Institute is going to use this money to do their best to make sure that money like this never gets handed out ever again and to try and save that money over time. You know, this is money that's going to go towards people who are going to fight for there to be more money to be handed out and even to themselves. And that's just it just sounds wrong. It just sounds wrong to me. It sounds a little crooked. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. I don't know, man. So that's dumb bleep number one. The Ohio Democratic Party is receiving the PPP. Well, let's skip the next one. We'll talk about it because it's a long article. Let's go on to uh, Bernie Sanders' tweet. Oh, God. this um, He always wins. No, no, AOC always wins, but Bernie Sanders is close second here. Uh, Bernie Sanders tweets out, Evictions must be banned for the entirety of this crisis. This is a matter of racial and economic justice that Congress cannot ignore. So if, so, if, it, if it wasn't dumb enough in the first sentence. Yeah. <laughs> racial and this, economic justice that yeah. Congress cannot ignore. So essentially, if you don't pay for your place, you can't be evicted. That's that's what it is. And now how about we just stop stealing people's money? How about we stop stealing their money? How about we stop forcing them to not work? How about we stop intentionally putting tons of businesses out of business? So people can actually go back to work. You know, at one point in time, we had a 3% unemployment rate, however real that was, you know, whatever it was, there's definitely more people unemployed right now. Mm-hmm. What if we went back to that instead? And then we wouldn't have to worry about banning evictions from people's apartments and their houses that they're renting and stuff like that. I mean, just try and trace the logic down through there. You know, can you guys actually trace the logic where you... Now, I'm trying to grasp to wrap my mind around it in the point where I can actually make coherent sentences because the argument is so incoherent. So it's mm-hmm. very difficult. It's, it's it's very impossible. So the place has to be paid for, right? It definitely has to be paid for. Now you're going to have to do maintenance and upkeep and all kinds of stuff like that. 
if you're the property owner, well, you've got to pay for your property more than likely. And, and your income might be from those properties. That might be how you actually pay for your stuff. And you had to put money to go towards that. More than likely, you probably got a loan from a bank or something like that. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to pay for that. But then the person can live in it through the entirety of the crisis, which we don't know how long the crisis is going to be because I think it has to last until there is no more coronavirus ever again. And then we can reopen everything. So we have to go through this this whole time where people are going to be forced to, first off, take care of places that people are living in. So you're going to have to have the forced maintenance, even though the people aren't paying you. And you're not going to be able to make any income from that. They're going to be able to stay in there. And where does anyone actually think that this is going to work out on just, say, an economic basis whatsoever? How does that work? Well, it's a matter of racial and economic justice, Nate, so that it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, that, I guess that's None true. of that logic flows with said, racial we, and economic justice. Wes said, can we freeze all the taxes on those properties? Right. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. No, we got to <laughs> we need that money so we can use it for yeah. other things. Um, so, you know, you, you guys know where we stand on this. That's dumb bleep number two. The, the problem is the, the math don't float on this one. Okay. Mm -mm. The, the boat does not work out when you, when you run the numbers on it at all. So th this just doesn't work. It, you can't have people forced to upkeep and have properties for people that those people don't have to pay for and then just say that that's all going to be fine. Literally, you can't do that. You can do it for maybe a couple months and then banks are going to start foreclosing on stuff. If you say, well, we'll force the banks to not foreclose on stuff, well, then the banks are going to fail and the monetary system starts to fail and you got yourself a 2008 all over again, like a legit 2008 mm -hmm. all over again where the banking system fails and there's a housing crisis. I mean, that I don't know how people can say things that are so insanely dumb <laughs> since this is dumb bleep and still be okay, still be able to sleep at night. I don't get it. Still be a senator from a neat town yeah. called Vermont. Oh, man, it's crazy. So that's Bernie Sanders, Dumbleep number two. Dumbleep number one, as you remember, was the Democratic Party receiving $333,000 from the PPP. Um, Next up is your favorite economist, uh, Robert Reich. Robert Reich uh, was the... Did you know this guy's like four foot eight? Oh, man, he is so, so short, which is fine. I'm not going to belittle not, him. Yeah, that's not why he's... <laughs> that's not why it's a dumb yeah, bleep. Yeah. That's not why he's in this is yeah. because of his stature. Um, <laughs> it's because of his economic stature. That is that is the problem. He was the, um, oh man, I can't remember what they call it. He worked under Bill Clinton. He was in the, uh, like an economic advisor but, to Bill yeah. Clinton, something like mm -hmm. that. So he had to tell us about Ayn Rand and I'll read you the tweet. <laughs> this is when it came out that Ayn Rand, the Institute, not her, she's gone. God rest her soul. Well, she's extremely atheist, so she wouldn't really like me saying that. Sorry, yeah. Ms. Rand. My bad. So anyway, when it came out that they took that, he said, Today seems like a good day to remind you that Ayn Rand has provided the justification for unbridled selfishness and contempt for the common good. Her ideas must be firmly and un unequivocally rejected, not subsidized by American taxpayers. 
Now, the last point's very annoying because what he's saying is there are some ideas that should be subsidized by American right. taxpayers. But ideas like this, well, those shouldn't be the ideas that American taxpayers are forced to subsidize. Only ideas that, that go with that, our narrative. That we approve. Right. Yeah. And so he goes through in this video, we don't really have time to play it, but he, he shows, oh, all these terrible people said that they had read Ayn Rand books. <laughs> Literally. Like, that's the video. Wow. This person says that one of their influences was Ayn Rand. Trump read And this Ayn person, Rand. Paul Ryan, said his staff was required to read Ayn Rand when they worked, was, which was true, actually, which was surprising because he's Ayn Rand a... would have hated him right. a lot. <laughs> but um, anyway, so... There's the idea of unbridled selfishness and contempt for the common good. That's a very misunderstood thing from Ayn Rand. There's not really a contempt for the common good. There's really a belief that the common good would actually better be served by that philosophy. So it's would be not better that, served by the self-interest of individual yeah, people. That if people are is what yeah. creates the most common good possible. So her idea was not that I hate common good i want commonly everything to be bad <laughs> that right. was not what she thought she thought if we want the best society overall then we need to go along these lines meaning she was trying to serve the largest common good possible which was trying to fix the society but where she would reject the common good is well can you take taxes from someone forcibly and that way we all have roads and that way we all have schools and that mm -hmm. way we all have this she wanted the government by the way she was not an anarchist she wanted a government but she wanted it to be funded voluntarily which i would closely align with mm -hmm. so um it's just complete lack of understanding and listen the idea that somehow selfishness gets a really really bad rap really bad and the thing is, everyone is selfishness. Every single person, if, even if you don't think you are, you really are selfish. Even if you're doing something for someone else. Now, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing, by the way, because what if deep down in your heart, you truly care about other people? And so you go out and you help other people. Well, that's actually a selfish nature on your part because deep down in your heart, you care about other people, meaning that it is selfish for you to go out and do things that are good for other people. If you hated other people and you wanted everyone to die, you probably wouldn't go out and do things for other people, meaning that your selfishness and the fact that you're a good person and you want to help other people is still a good thing, but it's still out of selfishness. One of the biggest arguments would be, well, my mom would do anything for her kids. She cares about her kids more than she cares about herself. You just ended the argument during that statement, by the way, because you just said she cares about her kids more than she cares about herself, meaning that out of selfishness, her selfishness revolves around the alternative life. Her caring for her. Her care yeah. for her kids, the alternative life that would be without her kids and that she has chosen the path that is actually the most self-serving, which is her care for her children. The so it doesn't have to be a bad thing, is what I'm saying. The only altruistic thing I believe that you can do, actually, Nate just still disagrees with this, yes. is that if you if you take a bullet for someone else, I which still, to me I still disagree, is the, is the greatest sacrifice, the greatest love 
that can be shown is for man to lay down his life for another. But I can't say that that's out of self, not out of selfishness. You did the math but on the, that and you decided that living, not taking that bullet would be worse than taking the bullet or you wouldn't have done it. But then what, what is there for you to gain? There's worse things than death. The mm. living in that life where you didn't take the bullet, you did the math and decided that that would be worse. And so you took the bullet. So it's still out of selfishness. Mm. I don't know. That one's tough. <laughs> anyway, that, anyway, it's really tough. So we'll have to, uh, we'll have to cut dumb bleep short. I can play this few second clip from yeah, Bill do, de Blasio. Do Bill de Blasio Cause this one is ridiculous. I mean, listen, everyone needs to have the right to protest. In fact, everyone needs to have the right to go do whatever they want. How about we just settle on that? That would be a good idea. If you were to ask me, we just lost our video. Are y'all there to Facebook? I still see it. Hey y'all. Uh, are you still getting comments? Yeah. Okay. Jeff said, what if a woman takes a bullet? That's the last thing I have also, but now it says we're having trouble playing the video. Oh, well, I'm on a delayed feed. So okay. maybe I still we're waiting see a second to see if you guys are still getting the video. Maybe you are, maybe you are not. What happened, what had happened was, is that Google Chrome Jeff has just said here, here. All right. Well, I won't be able to play the video because my Chrome has stopped responding. Mm. So I'm not going to be able to do it. Um, news flash. Here's what happened. New York has gone out and they've banned all large gatherings in New York City. Bill de Blasio, communist, as Bill, as uh, Ben Shapiro calls him, groundhog killer, Bill de Blasio is out there. <laughs> it's hilarious to me that Ben Shapiro calls him groundhog killer, Bill de Blasio every single time. It's hilarious, it's hilarious. to me. Every single time. So anyway, he's out there. Now, What's it's, it's so weird. What's up? They're saying they can see us. I still see comments going through, but I have a white screen over everything but mm. i can barely it's so weird but i can't open the twitter thing so yeah anyway uh so he said that they are banning all large gatherings in new york city except for black lives matter protests so if you were wondering whether or not the banning of large gatherings has anything to do with science or stopping the spread of the virus or anything like that what why is it that you would exempt one specific thing and say that they can still gather in tens of thousands of people on the streets all crammed mm -hmm. together. Like what, what kind of message are you supposed to take away from that? And this goes back to where people don't trust what anyone is, what anyone's saying. We talked about this with the masks, with shutting down the businesses, with bans on all kinds of stuff, because you're picking and choosing what you are and are not going to ban. And if you're banned, and if you're someone who wants to go to a concert or if you're someone that wants to have a lockdown protest or something like that, well, you're not allowed to do it. But if you're someone who wants to protest for the increase of Marxism around the country, remember this used to be about police brutality. When's the last time you heard someone talking about police brutality and yeah. fixing the, the police, the policing system and George Floyd, like when's the last time you heard about that? This is all about tearing down the system of oppression this is literally morphed into a Marxist movement. That's literally what it's morphed into. Which is why it's so dangerous. Which will require a larger police state, just so everyone knows. You, to, and to, camps. To us, and camps. That's, that's one of the things that Marxism has got in the bylaws in the bottom. Yeah. You got to have camps to put people in. 
So anyway, so that is, what is that, number four? Bill de Blasio banning all large gatherings except for BLM protests. Uh, number three is is uh, Robert Reich, just a, a giant in his industry. <laughs> That's number three. Bernie Sanders saying that evictions must be banned for the entirety of the crisis. That's number two. Number two. is, And then number one is the Ohio Democratic Party pushing Democratic candidates that love all of this handed out money and then also receiving money from taxpayers themselves as a, what I would assume is a non-taxed political organization that puts people in power that control politics. My vote has to be for number two. Number two. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders He's saying so that we have to ban evictions. Illiterate. So economically illiterate. So one is the Democratic Party. Two is Bernie Sanders. Three is Robert Reich. And four is Bill de Blasio. What do you guys got? Jeff says the first one. ODP. Ohio Democratic Party. Y'all get your votes in. Get your votes in. Yeah, we literally have to stop at 1230. Sorry for being rushed today, guys. Didn't want to, but it's Charlie's fault. Yep. So um, my thing just still just says not responding. That's crazy. Yeah. Four, oh. I'd say, but one. Emmanuel four, is with me. I'd say one, but the lose 3 and 30K. And the couch cushions. <laughs> four, four, four. We got a two. That's several fours in a row. That's going to go to Groundhog Killer Mayor Bill de Blasio. I'm not going to steal that from Ben Shapiro, actually. I just want to do it today. Lots of votes for four. Communist Bill de Blasio canceling, banning all large gatherings except for BLM protests, which means there is no principle or logic behind it whatsoever. whatsoever. So yeah. if you guys are interested in getting in the live group so you can vote on the dumb bleep of the week, go to patreon.com slash Liberty for just $5 a month. You can get in and chat with us back and forth during the podcast. We wouldn't want to do the show without it. And as a reminder, go visit our, our, our first official ad read sponsor on here where we got to read the ad and all that kind of stuff, which is betterhelp.com slash good morning. Whoa. GML betterhelp.com slash GML. If you need help and you were getting bad help and you were like, I need better help, then go to betterhelp.com slash GML. Yeah. Go do that. As Nate said, join the Patreon group and then mastermytrades.com. Guys, if you're interested in the market, then you it should at least understand what it's about, whether you trade or not. So you can do that by going to mastermytrades.com. We walk you through the very beginning of how to read a chart, how to go over what price action means and how the market essentially functions, as well as how to use a brokerage. Uh, make a trade if you want to, any of that kind of stuff. It's the very basics of the market. And then we have over 180 videos, something like that, approaching 200 videos on there. So lots you're, of education. You're up nicely today. Yeah, I had a, you really, beat me today. a really nice day. Are you done Dang trading it. then? Uh, well, I do need yeah, to beat so you. Like, like usual, I beat Nate again. So, uh, uh, you know, I lost yesterday, but that's fine. One we'll loss. See. So do that by going to mastermytrades.com. See if you can beat us, actually. And uh, yeah, mastermytrades.com, the place where you can learn all about the market. So guys, please continue to share the show and leave us that rating and review. If you do all that, we'll be back again on Monday. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.